Hello, and welcome to a special episode of The Healthy Podcast, brought to you in association with Holland and Barrett. I'm your host, Editorial Director, Ellie Hughes. Today, we're joined by our guest, Meg Matthews, who has long moved on from her rock chick days to become something of an ambassador for how to have a positive menopause. Menopause hit Meg hard, and more than that, it took her a long time to work out that the various different symptoms she was suffering from were caused by menopause. Inspired by her own experiences, she now has a website, a product range, and a new book called The New Hot, Navigating the Menopause with Attitude and Style, all helping other women to be more empowered when it comes to their own menopause. Really fantastic to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Um, just wanted to start off by saying I absolutely love the book. I mean, I was blown away by it, really, to be honest. And, you know, obviously on Healthy Magazine and as a health journalist and also of a certain age myself, let's be honest, yeah. written and read quite a bit about menopause. So I did kind of come into it thinking, okay, what's what she got to say? And actually I was um, impressed by so many things. I love the choice of experts who are just, and I believe some of the real leading voices in the country yeah. so brilliantly curated I thought from that point of thank view. you but also I just loved how open you were and just honest and it was like having a night out or several nights out one of my really best friends who just knew everything and wasn't kind of afraid or ashamed or embarrassed about sharing everything so it was, yeah. it was really really brilliant really I would encourage anyone to, to pick it up who wants to know more um so job done. Yeah, <laughs> job done. Let's go yeah. home. Let's <laughs> finish. Are we all home? <laughs> yeah. But let's, can we start off then? Because obviously you did have quite a, you know, really quite a tough time um, yeah. with your own menopause, which sets the scene for everything else that then happened next. Yes. Can you just kind of t- yeah. take us through the different symptoms you had and, and what it was like for you? Yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it, it, it started off, I was about 47, I suppose, 47, 48. Eight. Um, I, you know, I was in a, I just was like, felt very, I thought I had the holiday blues. I came off from holiday and I just went to, just couldn't really sort of felt a bit down and I just felt like I wasn't quite right. And I just sort of was not a hundred percent. Anyway, um, I went to the doctor and I just burst into tears when I was there just saying, you know, I can't really cope with life. And that was the start of it. But, you know, nobody pointed me in the direction. So I was on antidepressants and then um, then it led into got really, I went to quite a dark place. And I'm just glad that I'm really here today because that's how it affected me mentally. I had the worst anxiety. I didn't leave my house for three months. Didn't leave here for three months. I was basically um, had, was just overwhelmed by life. Now I was the person who would just get up and go all the time. You'd see me here, there and everywhere. Like, you know, I just was always, you know, grabbing life. Like, you know, I was just that person. All of a sudden I was this timid girl, overwhelmed, um, anxious, couldn't drive, didn't want to leave the house, you know, would do everything. Like as soon as my partner went to work, as soon as Anais went to school, I would just went back into bed and hid under my duvet. I just did loads of excuses like I was working from home. I wasn't. I was just like, how do I get through this? You know, it was just a really dark and awful time. And I had no way did I connect all these things. I couldn't sleep. I, you know, I was putting on weight. I was aching joints. Every symptom I had did not ever say, light bulb moment, that's the menopause. And I, because to me, menopause was just um, a hot flush and 
you don't have any periods. So I had the marina coil, so of course I, I wouldn't notice. I watched Sex in the City and used to see Samantha just having this hot flush. And that's only, when I think about it, my only time in life in any film or book that I read was that was where the menopause really was. I, there was no soaps with it in, you know, we didn't have EastEnders with someone, you know, having, um, going through the menopause, Bet Lynch, as I say, you know, having a hot flush. So it was a really difficult time. And so then when I did eventually find out what it was, I was just like, it gave me such a long time to, to uh, because I also wanted to find a book like this, which I couldn't. Yeah. Back then, about six, seven years ago, it wasn't like it is today. There was absolutely nothing out there. I mean, I was on, you know, the British Menopause Society. That to me, with my dyslexia, my ADHD, that website was just way too much for me. It's very technical. It didn't really sum up. And then, you know, and I was ticking all the symptoms. And I, you know, there's 34 and I had something like 24. So I was just like, wow, um, I don't want, you know, after I sort of got, I, my hormone levels were back up and I started to feel a lot better in myself. I was like, I don't know where it was. It just organically happened. I was just like, I'm going to set up an Instagram, set up an Instagram, lots of likes. Then I decided to set up the website and we launched in 2017. We were holding page. We launched on January 2018 and I had 700 hits in the first six months. I mean, it's a lot of hits, mm. you know, and I thought I must be doing something right. Also, I did a launch party in January and, and I invited all these girls and everybody came to this, this um, launch of this website, Meg's Menopause, which if you would have asked me five years to go to a menopause launch, I probably wouldn't have gone, but everybody came to support it and everybody was interested. And Lorraine came and even filmed from uh, Breakfast TV and chatting to all the women saying, this is great, it's starting the conversation. Yeah. So it just seemed, it organically happened. I just didn't want to, uh, I wanted to find a book and I wanted to, to be able to be completely truthful about my journey. And then all those um, amazing experts in my book, I've worked with them all in the past five years, really closely, like me and Louise, nearly everybody in there has been on my journey with me. I've, you know, been to see them go, you know, been to visit them, hung out with them. You know, they've taught me a lot on my journey. So I do feel that I, like whenever I say to Louise, I'm not an expert. She said, you are an expert, mate. You, you are an expert, you know? And I'm like, no, I'm not. She said, you are. Because what you say and what you do is everything is completely correct. And you, you know, you get the message out there. Yeah. yeah. And that comes across in the book that you're kind of a real community of women and they obviously reference you and some of their advice and how they've mm. chatted to you and what you know. And that's that's really nice. It's a really friendly tone, but obviously also very expert. It's a brilliant balance, yeah. I thought, and a lovely community feeling that comes out from it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. What, what I find really scary, I suppose, is that when you were having these symptoms and you were going to the GP, they didn't make the connection. No. No, they never made the connection. I went to the GP. They just gave me antidepressants. I now know um, that our GPs in this country, I think in the in, uh, medical schools that they get trained in, their curriculum is um, only three hours on the menopause in seven years. And it's not even the up-to-date um, that we've got today, like the stuff that Louise Newson um, talks about and, and deals with. I mean, most of them don't know about body identicals. You know, they just know about synthetic HRT. 
you know, orally um, HRT that we take. So it's, you know, it's not their fault either because it's not in the curriculum and some of them don't even do it. So it's, it, it's, a, it's a part of, um, or it's something that I want to get down to and I, I want to try and break that and make sure that our GPs are brought up to date. Mm. And you that's know. also, yeah, something else, sorry to interrupt, but something else that I loved in the book is actually it's full of all these kind of practical breakaway takeaway yeah. tips that you have in there and one of them quite a good really good section is you know how to get the right diagnosis from your gp yes and it's you know find out from your surgery have they got a menopause specialist yeah. Yeah, just stuff that's... like that that wouldn't occur to me but it's such brilliant advice yeah so basically with in my book and on the app and on the website you know, on the book, that's what I wanted because this is all the information that I was looking for. You know, I kept going back and forth to my um, GP and I didn't know. So, you know, so he or she wasn't um, going to know. And also it's like, I just thought knowledge is power to all of us. So I wanted all women to be prepared. So, you know, um, tracking your symptoms, you know, know what boxes to tick, keep an eye on them, have a list of that. Uh, make sure that when you do ring the surgery, ask if they have any GPs that are a menopause specialist. And also when you go, not a specialist, but just more knowledgeable. And when you go into your surgery um, and you don't seem to get somewhere with your doctor, don't be afraid of your doctor. Because it's like when you're sitting and you're having your hair cut and they start cutting your fringe like this. And you just sort of sit there and you don't say anything. I've done it. You know, the doctor says this and I just sort of look. And then when I get out, I'm like, oh, my God, that was so bad. Why didn't I say something or do something? So, you know, if you don't get on with your doctor um, or you don't feel, you can go back and ask to see another doctor. Don't be worried about that. You know, you have eight or ten minutes with this doctor. And then, and so if you go in with all the information and, like, hand the information to the doctor, you know, you will be helping uh, the doctor, not saying that he's not good or she's not good as a job, but, you know, randomly when you are just crying or feeling all like this, you know, you can direct your doctor into the right direction. And, you know, and then on, on my app, there's a tracker, which is great. So you can do this. It's how to make an appointment. I have the ABC of HRT, you know, the same as is in the book. So you're just going to get all this information and you'll be able to take it and present it to the doctor and it will help him and it will help you and you're more than likely to be able to get and you can even take pictures of you know you can see pictures of what I take which is all available on the NHS because everything I do is on the NHS so the body identicals the estradiol gel the oestrogen progesterone it's all on my website you can see pictures of it and you can take this and it's all available in the NHS and it's the estradiol gel is only, I think it costs the NHS four pounds. So, you know, and we know from that, it will help with our osteoporosis. I was diagnosed with osteoporosis um, when I was 48. I don't have it anymore. Um, I did, um, I worked with uh, Dr. Louise Newson and uh, Professor Reed from the Royal, Osteo, uh, the, uh, the Royal Osteoporosis Society. 2018, I did a DEXA scan in October. And then last year, 2019, I went to Louise's wellness clinic and we did the DEXA scan. And in one year of upping my estradiol gel and doing weight-bearing exercises and not taking any medication, I had come out of having osteoporosis. And this was a big thing for me because my mum passed away from osteoporosis and we know that one out of two women will get it and it's also genetic. So just by rubbing this gel on and uh, looking after my diet and doing this, I managed to get from the red onto the border of the green and yellow. 
although DEXI scan, which is a bone density scan, ladies, if you don't know. Yeah. yeah. I was going to oh. say, perhaps we should rewind slightly yeah. um, and maybe explain a bit about HRT and also kind of how, you know, why it was affecting your osteoporosis, the lack of... Um, yeah. I always forget. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I always forget people, yeah. Um, because it's mad, isn't it? I mean, really, the role that estrogen plays, and it affects so many parts of the body. You yeah. might not necessarily realise the role with yeah. the kind of osteoporosis and the bone density, but that was a big one for you. Yeah. What else and, did you have? Um, so basically, what else I learned, like you said, on my journey, which was amazing, that I, I learned that, you know, two out of three women will um, suffer a stroke or a heart attack as well. Because, the, you know, the estradiol gel, um, the estradiol, the estrogen, which is 90% of our body, protects our heart. And also, as I know now, the anxiety, the overwhelmness, it's also connected to the brain. It's also connected to dementia and also connected to diabetes, as well as a collapsed pelvic floor. So it's such an important hormone in our body. And we, you know, and basically we are living so much longer and we spend more of our life in, in like a, a perimenopause or a menopause than we do being fertile. Like you're 15 to you're like about 41 or whatever, which was me when I started to be perimenopause for about eight or nine years. Cause I could tell, I just thought, I just thought it was my lifestyle. I lived a very colorful lifestyle, everyone. And I used to think, it was just, you know, me and my, um, you know, I love to party a lot and I would just think, oh, I've got a hangover or, you know, it's one of those things. But now I know when I go back to my symptom tracker and I, and I start to look at it, I know now that it was, well, all those ups and downs were definitely where my hormones were going all over the place. Yeah. And as you say, it's really good to know that because there are lots of symptoms and it's not just the kind of cliche. I mean, obviously hot flushes are part of it. But yeah. It's not just that. It's so much more than that. Yeah. I mean, out of all of them, and I've had nearly all of them, I didn't have a hot flush. So mine at the beginning were all, that's what I mean, were all mental, mental health ones. So they were all about the way that my brain was thinking, the way that I was feeling. They weren't that, you know, they, they were just all in my mind. So for me, I really thought I was going mad. And I ended up going to um, AA because I'm a recovering alcoholic. And it's there that I shared that I might as well bloody have a drink because what is the use of being sober when this is what I've got to live for. And, and basically a lady came out and followed me out at the end of the meeting and she said, I think you're going through the menopause. And she said, take my number. If it wasn't for this lovely lady. Um, and then when I got, I was a bit like, mm, at the beginning, oh, me, what do you think? Like that. I just imagine it was my nan with her little stick and her uh, blue rinse. And then when I got home, I, I, um, I rang the girl back and I just said, okay, I think you might be right. And then we were on the phone for about two hours and it was her that basically directed me. She took pictures of her estrogel, her progesterone, her tester gel, and she sent me on my way to my GP. And then she's the one who told me where to find menopause clinics, NHS menopause clinics that are, we've got like in London, the Royal Free, we've got the Chelsea and Westminster. I think there's one in Oxfordshire. There's quite a few darted around, but they, you know, there is such things as menopause clinics. And I learned this all from this lady. So yeah. I believe that the message and everything was organically, you know, put out there for me. Yeah, brilliant. And yeah. so you're, I mean, you're really open-minded in what you've tried and what you use. Obviously, HRT works for you. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. I tried all of and them. That, that's a kind of straightforward. Yeah. And you yeah. like it in the gel format, which is fairly new, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, well, it, 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 we think of it as fairly new. Well, it is, probably is, but um, it's probably been around for like seven or eight years, I think, or more. Um, it's just that I did everything, as you know, if you read my book, I did start off with doing everything from tapping to healers to you name it. I did all that, you know, uh, acupuncture. And I was just trying to do everything alternative because I was just like, and then I, then I went to the GP and then I got the gels and then I tried synthetic for three months. Then I did bioidenticals for another three months. And out of all of them, I, I did a homeopathic remedies for three months. Every time I did three months. And I did find that the gel was um, the estradiol gel because it goes straight into your bloodstream. You know, it's, um, it's cheap. It's available on the NHS and bioidenticals. I can understand people that do want to do it, but it is so expensive that that's why it, just because you're paying a lot of money and you're going to like somewhere private, it's not actually um, when it's when when it's made, it's not actually regulated. So just to know. explain, well, these are plant based hormones. Yes. But have the same effect as ones we can make synthetically to be like ours. Is that yeah, that's correct. That you are so description. Yeah. There's yeah. a really good description. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically they are, but they are very expensive. And if you imagine that, if I imagine that from like 48 till uh, maybe 40, 50, 60, 70, hopefully, you know, 80, that's a good 45 years of nearly paying um, 900 pounds every three months. Right. It okay. will really add up instead yeah. of nine pounds on, on the NHS. So it's a, like a no-brainer for me, really. And also, I, I just felt just as good on them. Yeah. And as we know, there is, you know, and if you're fearful of like breast cancer and all those sort of things, if we had 1,000 women in the room, probably seven out of the 1,000 would get breast cancer. But out of those seven, we know that women drinking um, two or more glasses of wine a night would be more likely to get breast cancer, obesity, and then people that just had... Um, the gene in them so it's a very very small percentage yeah and then you haven't just relied on that have you you've done some lifestyle changes oh yeah I've done a so lot you're, you're super duper healthy yeah I, I am super yeah. healthy yeah I am and it really works for me um I just feel much more grounded I feel um my brain fog was terrible and I really wanted to get on top of that. And it's still quite bad now. So when I'm like, uh, it's because my sort of my head still takes a bit of time to connect with my tongue. <laughs> I'm the like, feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. So the brain fog. So I just know that if I am feeling well, this is how I work. If I do eat like sugar and carbs and just don't eat very clean, my brain, I am a bit slower with everything. So it just, it just works and I feel so much better. I mean, with a clean diet, when you actually get around to doing it, then you don't want to actually go back, you know? Yeah. You know um, so for me, it really works. And I would say to everyone, it just is eating clean. You know, it doesn't have to be boring, but it really does help with everything. And you're big on sleeping as well, aren't you? Yeah, massive <laughs> on sleeping. I go to bed early. I am in bed and asleep probably by 10 every night. So, you know, my lifestyle has completely changed. I think sleep to me is probably the, one of the most important things as well as the diet. You know, I don't get a good night's sleep, then everything feels, you know. And of course, I still have those nights where I wake up, not so much now, but I used to sort of wake up bolt right and be like, oh, 
you know, and, you know, have this sort of anxiety in the night. It's not, it's not like that anymore. It's like I sleep so much better with this because when you take the progesterone at night, it sort of calms your body down. And there's some other really good tips in the book, I thought, about kind of calming your bedroom down. Um, yeah. Kind of, I think yours is completely electronic free. Is that right? So you take Yeah, out- I'm basically, I just don't like any blue lights in the room. So I do have... Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to say I have Shungnite. I have that crystal. If you know what it is, it comes from Russia. It's this um, black crystal, which can basically take EMF, you know, the rays that we can't see that are coming from our TV, computers, phones, whatever you, we electronic stuff that we have in our bedrooms. So for women, um, it really affects us the way that we sleep. So um, if we can have a clean room, you will really sleep a lot deeper and loads better. I mean, if one night, if I fall asleep with something in the room, then I will notice it. Oh, really? That's amazing. Yeah, you will notice it. It's, it's like, because you don't notice it. It's like when you stop drinking, you feel, oh my God, everything feels better. Or if you stop, you know, things like that. So when you actually take the things out of your room and make the effort and do it for a few nights, you only seem to notice it when you bring it back into your life for some reason. I'm always like, oh, does that really work? Are you sure? Does it? Took me a bit of time to go back and forth doing all this stuff. Like I was like, no, maybe I sleep well anyway. And then I'd bring it back in and, and I wouldn't sleep as well. Yeah. And then the other thing, sort of going back to the process a bit, um, the exercise. So you talk about kind of weight-bearing exercise being really important <laughs> for bone density and, and all of that. So what, what's your kind of... Secret. So now, since lockdown, um, I will tell anyone, anyone can do this now. I have a mat, I have um, a kettlebell, and I have a five kilo, kilo weight, and I do have heavier ones, but, you know, um, five kilos are just fine because I did get heavier, but they don't really seem to get brought out very often. So just a pair of weights, a mat, and you can seem to find every workout on YouTube. There's ones, I mean, the name is awful. Um, what are they called? Pop Sugar, it's oh, called. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I Pop know Sugar them. Fitness. I know, I'm like, <laughs> when I tell people, I go, yeah, go to Pop Sugar, they go, what? I go, no, I know it's the name. They're really good. And then I also do Richie Swan on Instagram. He's amazing. He's at 10 every day, but you just catch up on their IGTVs. And there's another great guy called Isaac Boots. So you have ankle weights for those and, and wrist weights. And he has the greatest um, sound um, music every, every day. And it's just great. And it's just very, you know, you just, you, so whatever you want to do, you can just mix it up. And I just learned this in, in um, lockdown, you know, you don't need to go to a gym. You don't need a, a trainer. You know, it's so easy. And, you know, it's 30, I don't do massive. I do like 30 minutes a day, you yeah. know. So it's and, a healthy amount. Really. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, I love what you call the very distressing belly that, comes along with getting a bit older for most of us than menopause yes. <laughs> so that's <laughs> going to sort that's going to help sort that out is it I hope. yeah yeah I mean this I do not know I mean you know they talked about it and I was just like yeah it was like there it just seems to want to just go and park itself just here for some reason you know it can't disperse evenly can <laughs> yeah. it? it just wants to go around there and you just sort of think, mm, yeah. But if you, you know, exercise, clean diet, sleep. And sleep is important because, you know, our cortisol levels, as we know, when we don't sleep and everything, they go, they write, they get so much higher. And we know from cortisol levels are basically holds on to belly fat. 
So it's all so linked, basically, isn't it? Everything is linked. This is what I mean. If you do the diet and sleep, it's you don't need some magical working out for like, you know, two hours a day. It's a little bit of everything in your life. And only little steps, ladies, because like me, I can't stand running. So I did couch to 5K. I mean, I did it, but did I keep it up? No. And now I can't run again. And I, you know, stopped doing it since in lockdown. And then now I can't. I mean, I went to try and run the other day and... You know, so I just do walking and I make sure that I get 10,000 steps in. You know, I just wear my trainers and I just think, right, just walk there and walk here. And I just try not to to drive anywhere now and just walk. Yeah, which is brilliant advice. Just adding it into your lifestyle, really. Yeah, don't have to do any major things, you know. It's just like a few little changes will start to help with everything. Yeah. And then just kind of in terms of supplements, do you take yeah. many? I know you've, you talk about them in the book a bit, the kind of things like black cohash and that kind of thing. Yeah, no, I talk about them. But the only thing I take is my Menno blend, which so is. Yeah. Go on, what's in that then? So in that we have. Um, so you've got every single vitamin. So I just thought, let's put everything into one sachet. So I did. um and I really wanted to put superfoods in there because I, I hadn't ever seen anyone do that. They hadn't done all vitamins and superfoods. So you've got corella, wheatgrass, MSM, acaia, hyaluronic acid. Um, there's a few more in there. And then there's, um, and then you've got all your vitamins. You've got your Bs, your Cs, your magnesium. I mean, everything. When I made them make this, I was like, I want everything. And they were like, anything else we can get in it. And it costs you a pound a day. And it's a sachet and it's all in paper because everything is very sustainable in my range. It's like there's uh, it's 97% sustainable. I've only got 3% plastic. Everything is in sugarcane house or in paper. And this one sachet, the Menno blend, you just put it in the morning with the nut milk. You stir it up. It's like vanilla. Um, and it has everything that you need for the day. Yeah, so easy peasy. Yeah, easy, easy peasy, yeah. I mean, because I just know how expensive it is to go out and start buying all those. And if you've got all those superfoods, you've got all those different bags, you know, it does add up. Yeah. So I wanted I to make it accessible for all women. Yeah, and I think you've got loads of things to take. You start off with brilliant intentions, don't you? And then kind of after a couple yeah. of weeks, you kind of forget and then you lose the routine and then... Yeah, I'm exactly it's a waste like that. Of money. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the same. I'm like that with skin, skin product. I'm like, I'm going to take my makeup on and be really good for, you know, about six weeks. And then it's slowly. And then there's a toner and then there's this and then there's that. And in the end, it's just wash the face and a moisturizer and everything else is just left there. I've got toners half full all over the place, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's something we haven't touched on really is that obviously, of course, menopause affects our skin as well. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Your skin completely changes. I was having this really natural, organic facial um, just up the road where I live. And I've been having it for a couple of years. And then I went back and my face completely flared up for no apparent reason. And it was it was probably really, really soft products. <clears throat> and they had to put like a balm on. And it was like, just like, just like, it looked like it was swollen. And the poor lady who was doing the facial was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I don't know why that happened, Meg. And I was just like, it's another thing that I'll go and look up, I'll look up now, which then led me to see that, you know, I've got like all these little spots here, like acne breakout again. Like your skin is a teenager. You think, oh, my God, I'm now 54 and I've like, and I've been covering up these spots all morning. You know, it's so your skin as well. And it can get really dry. I noticed that like, my hands are really dry and my face and my skin used to itch. 
And that's why I, and that's the other thing in my range, I've got hyaluronic acid because that's, that's why I put it in there in the, in the Menno blend and also brought out sealed with a love and kiss because that really helps just like the moisture in your skin. It's really, it's a really important thing. And also it doesn't matter if you use number seven or creme de la mer or anything. I didn't want to bring out cream. I just wanted something extra. So you just add it to a moisturizer. And it will just give you that little, mm. and it's 1%, so it's quite a high percentage. Mm. And I think that's worth bearing in mind, because if you think about, did you say thir- there's 34 symptoms? Yes. Is that right? So it yeah. can seem really, really scary, right? If you're going into it or yeah. you're even in it. But actually, what really comes across in the book, and which I think is a fantastic takeaway to kind of maybe end on, is that there are yeah. things you can do. Yes. You can be empowered. You can yes. solve. Yeah. yeah. All of those things, most of those yeah. things. Yeah. No, you can get around all of them when with lifestyle, um, with, uh, with diet, with, you know, just really, you know, for once, I mean, we only have one body and one mind for the rest of our lives. So why not really look after it? I mean, it, I'm saying this now, it's taken me a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm sitting here and like, you know, 15 years ago, you all would have been going, what? So, you know, but, you know, and I've been there and I'm now here and I would rather be here than be there any day. Yeah, and I think that's what makes you such a great ambassador because you have been there. Yeah, you know. I have. And now I'm here, and, and now it you're is here. Yeah. Much better, yeah. And I feel more empowered now. I would never have been able to do this. Like you know, I'm not sort of trained to do. You know, I'm a journalist or a doctor or you know. So all this is new to me. Doing all these interviews and and you know. And uh, writing a book, it was really, it was so lovely for you to say that because it's probably like when I know people have got an album out and they're just like, oh my God, I just feel naked. Everyone's listening to music. It's like, I feel like at the moment, like, is everyone going to like it? Are they just going to be like, oh no, it's enough, just another menopause book. But what you said was lovely. So yeah. thank you. Yeah, no, it's definitely not just another menopause book, not at all. It's really different. And I think it's, you know, the overall message as well is that actually getting older can be okay. You know, yeah, there's a positive message. Yeah, just dig it with attitude and style. That's that's what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted to know people to know what my journey was like, like how bad and where it was, and then where I am today. And you know, you can see where I am today. So yeah, yeah it's brilliant. all good. Yeah, brilliant, Meg. Thank you so much. People should buy the book. The book is brilliant. But thank you for your time today. No, it's been thank brilliant. you. It's been yeah. amazing. Thank okay. you so much. All right. Cheers. Bye. Bye. That was our special menopause episode of The Healthy Podcast, brought to you in association with Holland and Barrett. If you liked what you heard, maybe you can pick up the latest edition of Healthy Magazine in your local Holland and Barrett store, online at hollandandbarrett.com and via the Holland and Barrett app. Or you can head on over to healthy-magazine.co.uk for more great menopause content. Find out more about Meg and her Meg's menopause products on the Holland and Barrett website. And if you want more from Meg herself, check out her website, megsmenopause.com where you can find more about her products and her book The New Hot Tea and finally please feel free to subscribe to our regular healthy podcast on your podcast app and give us a review thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time